Good afternoon. Um, thanks for coming on board with us. Seven o'clock just after on Friday, the 30th of October, episode 11 of So What's Been Happening? Uh, let's just say a lot's been happening now. We're finally back out of lockdown for, for the moment anyway. Um, let's bring on a good mate of mine, Mr. Glenn Curran. How are you, Glenn? Gaz, how are you, mate? Lovely to see you. Been a, been a big week in life, not just sport. And a big week in life, so hopefully things continue to go on the same path. Sure has. Um, it's uh, it's been good to be out and about and seeing some familiar faces again. That's for sure. Yes, very much so. Uh, right down to the point where we uh, got to share a coffee, mate, yesterday, and uh, <laughs> that was a good sign. So we we went through the great debate at the moment of uh, to mask or not to mask. What's the deal? No one kind of knew the deal, did they, when we went and sat down at a cafe? Are we supposed to wear it? Are we not supposed to wear it? Um, so it was a bit of a laughing stock. So we took a poll last night, um, and the poll was overwhelmingly no mask. So thank God for that. Uh, let's give the mask the bullet for a little while. But it's uh, it's all about common sense, isn't it, Glenn? And I know uh, you often talk about the words common sense. Yes, and as some people would like to attest to that at times I don't show common sense myself. But look, the situation that we're now in with this, with the pandemic from a Victorian point of view, if we keep doing the right things, I think Dashing Dan only has one choice to keep things open, keep things going the way they are. As long as I respect for the space thing and whatever, social distance, do the right thing. We'll be we'll be allowed to be doing the things that we are constantly doing or started doing again now. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, I suppose let's not bring up the discussion of doing the right thing, because um, it's fair to say there there <laughs> might be a few questions asked on who who did the right thing at the start. So um, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's see. Let's not let's not touch on that subject. But I don't think we've really got too much of a choice now. Where it's a case of stay open and survive. So uh, our numbers around the world look pretty good. So. Yep. Hopefully we can keep this for a little while. We've just got to start slow, get through to Christmas. Um, and, uh, you know, it would have been great to uh, get a crowd to Cup Day, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, obviously, we can't get a crowd to uh, to a cafe at the moment, so there's not much chance of it going anywhere else. But um, let's see where that takes us. So let's bring on uh, another good mate of yours, Glenn. Um, I could just see him uh, sitting back backstage loving this uh, little chat. Um, I'm sure he's jamming down his dinner about now and have a little wash down at the same time. And um, <laughs> let's let's get the great man on. Lovey, Alan Love. How are you, Lovey? Oh, have a look at me, too. That's fantastic. <laughs> Just as I get your midstream with a with oh, the red, mate. You with the glow. <laughs> just, uh, just, just slurping away with the high-level horses in the trough, mate. It's um, fantastic. Look, at, I, can, oh, yeah. I can tell you, it's, it is great to see on a Friday night. Uh, glass of red and, a, and some fish and chips, mate. So it's good to see. Oh, is there any other way? If it worked for KB, it should have worked for me. It's a shame it never did. So, you know, that's the way it goes. But I'm, I'm going to pick up on this this conversation. It's a really funny story that you two are sitting at the front of a cafe. The last time I sat at the front of a cafe with, with Glenn was in Warrandyte two years ago. <laughs> and because of, because of Glenn... Because of Glenn, of course. Literally, within three hours, I was off my off my, on the way to the hospital because I got cellulitis in my leg. 
I don't know what it was. Glenn and I are perplexed as to what the, what in the world happened, but I went straight downhill as soon as I'd finished conversing with him and eating. I'm not sure if it's a company I kept that day or not, but um, I can guarantee anyone that's got cellulitis or has had it, it is, <laughs> is some of the worst physical sickness you can have within the space of about three hours. It's like having like having two days' worth of, di- of uh, gastro all bunched into one three-hour gap, our block. It's hilarious. It's good stuff. So, But that was Glenn. We've that was had, Glenn's fault. The last time I've ever wanted to have a cup of coffee with him. Well, we've had a couple of shows of uh, with certain uh, malfunctions and backstage issues, of, uh, <laughs> which has happen- happened in this show. And, and Glenn will attest to, to one good one he had a little while ago with uh, – with a little, I was probably, I think it was show one or two, Glenn, wasn't it? It was pretty early in the piece. Um, as as we all discussed, this was never supposed to go yeah. past episode one. But after episode <laughs> one, um, we've had a bit of fun and we brought some good guests on, and it's and it has been really fun. So, look, we we'll get into racing chat in a second because I know you boys love your races. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a racing expert at all. So when what you, I do is when you finish it, I enjoy. Not what I do do. What I do do is enjoy the, the festivities, and sadly, those festivities aren't going to happen this year. Um, but I can tell you one guy that I've had some festivities with along the way uh, over the last 20, 20 plus years at least. Um, went to school with his brother um, and know the family well. Uh, good mate of mine I'd like to bring on now, um, Sean Wallace. How are you, Sean? Good to see you on a Friday night. Mate, uh, you're very fortunate that uh, we're in a pandemic because, um, yeah, I would have been at Mooney Valley, mate, so you would have been hard-pressed <laughs> getting, getting me on. Um, so what's been happening? Um, the races, Mooney Valley, Derby Eve, I would have been building a big bank uh, for Melbourne Cup Carnival, um, hosting a few clients and um, swigging a few beers. Absolutely. It's good to see you, Sean. Sean, let me just in- introduce you to the boys. Uh Glenn Curran up the top and Alan Love down the bottom. Hi, Sean. Um, Glenn, and I Jordan, have known, known, Glenn and I have known each other for some time and, and Love is a um, – Glenn's known for some time, but he's a new recruit for me in the last month or so. Um, I have met him previously quickly, but as far as coming on this show and having a chat, um, which is the whole purpose of why we're doing this, uh, it's been great introducing to, to new guys, new girls, um, as all friends and uh, – and we can hopefully get out and have a, a beer at once, some stage at a pub and watch a bit of footy and, in this case, some races. So um, it's good to get you on board, Sean. I know you've uh, got a good thing going there. We'll talk about what's behind you a little bit later on. But one thing I want to touch on just before we get into Friday night races, and uh, I know this has just happened today. Um, Glenn's a mad bombers man. But finally, we've got a guy that's departed. Uh, finally gone. On. The deal's finally done. <laughs> So good. Just good. just quick, just quickly, Glenn, your your thoughts. Man, I hope, as, as Alan said, I hope it's a good thing for both parties. Definitely get a high draft yep. pick, and Joey gets to get some time on the park and a side that's probably not that far off it. Look, I don't begrudge the guy, but this year with the whole pandemic and the fact that his probably mind wasn't in it, happy to see him go and wish him all the best and. And as I said, hopefully we get some good draft, 10, 12-year 10, players out of it, some good good young kids. Sure. So you thought his mind wasn't in it by the end or was it just his body giving up? What's your, what's your real thoughts? Uh, look, I, th- I think 
fair bit of pressure for the lad too, as a Danaher. A, a, a Danaher Essendon is like it's it's like a like a, like a Watson, like Fletcher. And but let's be honest. These days, let's let's cut, cut, out, cut that out. Let's be honest. Mate, every club's got one of these now, right? Nearly every club's got a yeah. father and son kind of deal going on. And and don't get me wrong, they're all under pressure. But look, I, I think it's the best thing. A fresh start, get off somewhere. Um, Brisbane's a great place to be, I reckon. I am. Um, what's your said, thoughts? Yeah, I actually, I actually said it last year. At the end of last year, when we had two first round picks thrown at us, we should have just taken it and run. Um, yeah. Because always a key concept, and it's a same plan will attest to this, even at local level football. You don't want to, if you don't want to be there, don't force a person to actually still be there, you know, because you're not going to get the best out of them. So, Aaron, you asked the question, did he really want to be there? Is this really, was his heart really in it? Guarantee it wasn't. I can guarantee it wasn't. You know, that, those, that, that, that three-goal haul against Hawthorne where he turned the game in the second half, that's just him. That's just him enjoying his footy, playing his football, and that's fine. Um, <clears throat> from a club perspective, you only want guys that want to be there. And that's why we should be chasing these Cordwells and these Dunkleys. I get it. I'd rather go to the draft personally. But if we want people that want to come to the club, then all of a sudden you start to even the ledger up a little bit from three very good footballers leaving the club. You're getting two very good footballers potentially coming back in. So worst case scenario, you go to the draft to replace a very good level B-grade footballer. So if you can balance your ledger a little bit on that, that's great. But if you don't want to be at the club, that's fine. No offence taken. Off you go. Yep. Sean, what's your what's your thoughts? Oh, look, it, it's it's. Uh, if I was a Brisbane Lions supporter, I'd be absolutely thrilled. Um, mm. You know, they're in the window, yeah, they're in the sure. wheelhouse. You know, they're they're, they're decision making um, from four years ago. Um, you know, they were they were a, a pile of rubbish. Um, bring in um, Fagan. Um, he brings in some. The right people, but uh, brings in good people, and he obviously got Hodgie on board, which was really a shock. I think to anyone in football, when he retired, all of a sudden he finds his way up to Brisbane. Master, master stroke, like unbelievable, um, yeah, situation, and um, fantastic for the Brisbane Football Club. And look what they've done. They're a young team. They're going places, and uh, who wouldn't want to go there at the moment? You know, like I, I'd be happy to buy a membership and, and support and go to the footy and watch. And Joe Danaher, um, mate, oh, gee, I can understand. Poor old Essendon. Um, yeah, I, I'm. Look, Brett. Uh, is it Brett Run? Run? Is it Brett? Ben Rutten. Ben Rutten. Yeah, ben. like yep. I don't know. You know, like John Worsfold's been at the helm. Um, Ben Rutten, I just I'm not sure whether he's the man that's going to lead Essendon out of the out of where they're at. So um, he, he, he might not be that man, Sean, but he's getting a cleaner slate as the days go by. Yeah, and the more that these guys move on, the better off that we will be. And you know, let's not forget about the mindset of Joe Dano. You know, it, it, if you get into the head of Joe, if he's not enjoying himself, if he's not enjoying the core thing he has to do yeah. five days a week. It's like any, it's like the rest of us, right? We're not enjoying it. You've got to find something else. You've got to do something else about it. And he's he's done that. And he's looked. He's been looking to do that. We've finally come to the party on it. And um, yeah. I, I think it'll work out well for everyone. Yeah. So I just look, I'm be worried I'm being a supporter with all the all the amount of players that are just jumping ship. Um, it's just it's gets 
you know, it's been a long time since they've been in the finals. It's been a horrible period for them in the last decade, and and it's just um, it's going to be a tough few years. But Brisbane and just touched on it. They put the right people in place, and they went from the bottom of the ladder um, to second last to finals, and, and now they're contenders in in four years. So. Yeah, I think, um, and I, I, I agree with you too, Sean. The, the wheel can turn pretty quick. Like you look at yeah. the the best side in it now, and they're the best side in it by fair way. The Tigers. You look at their 2017 to where they are now. They got the right people in place. Probably upset a few members initially, and and as mm. Alan and I, we're look hand on heart. We are we are bomber supporters. I'm happy. Bit of pain if I can see. The light at the end of the tunnel. If the light at the end of the tunnel is a train coming the other way, though, and changing, that's when you get frustrated as a supporter slash member. Yeah, it helps you get a once in a generation footballer too. <laughs> 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 <Absolutely, laughs> um, well, there's been a been a bit of movement in this uh, in this trade period. And well, Paul, look, sorry, in, sorry, Aaron, I'm going to butt in, right? mate. But you, you're right. a Melbourne supporter, mate. But you had two choice. You had the you had two choices in the two thousand and nine draft, and Yeah, well, put it this way: this isn't our first time we've gone wrong in the draft. In hindsight, later on, but there will let's let's quickly touch on that. Um, I still refer to the the ultimate number one draft choice from back in the day that never went anywhere. And uh, who am I thinking about, guys? Name one for me. Richmond. Richard Lander, Anthony Bannock. Anthony Bannock was probably Richard one of the Tambling. greatest number ones never to do anything. Richard Tambling, was he start at Richmond? So there was another. Mm. No, yeah, Richard's fam- Tambling's famous yeah. for being the pick before Buddy. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, Tambling was two, I think. And look, we've brought, we brought players on this show before that have talked about where they are in the draft and um, where they ended up in their career. And Look, you know, it's a lucky dip from 1 to 20, let's face it. Um, unless it's an absolute superstar standout, which as a kid, they don't always end up long-term prospects, so you just don't know. But the one that really interested me, and, and Melbourne put their hands out for him and it was supposed to be a destination, it was all going to happen, um, really disappointed in this one. And I think Hawthorne supporters are really disappointed too because if they could have thrown him anywhere, it wouldn't have been this club, I'm sure. And uh, he's ended up at the Cats. So that's going to be an interesting one. They throw him in, throw McGovern in. I think there was one other that was that was touted as well um, that's going there oh, as Crouch, well. Crouch is going to St Kilda. Uh, there was someone else that was going to so Isaac Smith along as well. So yep. they've got Isaac Smith that bolsters the midfield. They're going to get Jeremy Cameron who bolsters up the forward line. Yep. Um, I still say Higgins lands there. He'll pretty that's much. That's right. Higgins, is, Higgins is the other one. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. it, it, it's it's a different looking Geelong team next year, big time. Absolutely, there's well, a bit of strength there. Ed, um, should have should have kept before, Gary for one more. Yeah, as Sean said before about being in that window. <coughs> obviously, we'd we'd love our side to win the ultimate, the grand final. But as Sean said, look at Geelong, and you got it like Stephen Wells, the way he recruits and that, the way they've managed each year to be. Not just making the finals, but they get to, if not the last dance, they get to the second last dance to put in. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. all right. Well, the uh, quality they're bringing we can, in, you know, that, that could be the difference. As you know, as you know, we can talk footy for another hour. 
or five hours like we've already done in the last few shows. So it's been great to talk footy. We're moving on. Got the racing, um, gu- got the racing guru on. We have got the racing guru on who uh, knows his stuff, Connect very connected in the racing world. Um, he's almost devoted his life back to the racing industry in respect of events um, and uh, people that come with events. Um, and Sean, I think you're doing a great job in, in that space. So let's just quickly touch on um, the last maybe 12, 12 weeks, really, for you. Let's break it down just into the what's happened. I know the first period of COVID, and then we've had this second period of COVID. What's life like been for you? Because obviously no events now. Um, a few things go out the door, and you've got to start to use the magic word pivot. Um, and move into something else in another avenue. So what's it look like for you and, and what's next? Yeah, mate. Well, look, this uh, this online, uh, Zoom, I've never used the word Zoom so much in the last six months. <laughs> this is um, your first sponsor, didn't it? It's, it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. obviously. You, you text people and you, you send emojis and uh, smiley faces and boxing gloves and all sorts of things. But every time I... I go to the, the emojis, the number one emoji is my little Zoom car. But, um, oh, look, it's been tough because my, my business, the last uh, 12 months, 18 months, I've sort of, I've, I, I had already pivoted from being a, a, a full-time racing business for six or seven, oh, nearly on eight years since the travesty days, AC, which you remember fondly, the travesty yep. days, which was... Myself and my two brothers and, and uh, heavily involved in fashion and selling T-shirts and hoodies. and um, I've still got one of them too, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that there's many from our vintage that uh, wore a travesty <laughs> tee to the Prince of Wales in the days. I remember I rocked, up there one, rocked up there one night with mum and dad. Mum and dad are dancing on the um, podiums. I turned around and every second... Oh, see, they were my age, but every every second person had a travesty tee on. I'm like, this is pretty cool. But um, <laughs> oh, Shawnee, Shawnee used to use it as the old beer economy, mate. You get a tea, and I'll give you a few beers. That's how it worked in the I did get a few drink cards in the day from um, a few of the, oh, the, few of the nightclubs, a few of the bars, because I I, I had a bit of pull at travesty. But um, yeah, mate, that were the days. But uh, you move on and got into racing and got into running events and. And I see that picture in your background there, AC. We, we did that together, in, yep. you know, a long time ago when, when I got involved with Jimmy Cassidy. And, you know, look, we do a lot of work now with Jimmy. Um, I race horses with him. We had a horse running race one tonight called Bobsled, which was a uh, favourite and disappointing, you know. Like, you got, when, you, when you're a favourite as an owner with a horse, just you sort on, of go the races expecting to win. I, I have to cut you off there, mate. I, I quickly... Did the right thing, texted to the boys, make sure they were because they're going to make sure they were on it because they were on the show tonight. We're going to have a little chat about the great win from. I think it's turned into Jamaican bobsled now, mate. It's it's, it's going backwards <laughs> no, no, quickly. No, no, I, I don't bag you, Sean, because you didn't send me the text. I bag you, Aaron, because you sent me the text. That's black money yeah. that you already. Sadly, money you saved your pennies. <laughs> Well, yeah, as, a, as a very as a very good owner of of uh, you always bag the jockey and uh, Jamie Carr. <laughs> Jamie Carr rode four winners last week on Cox Plate Day, and uh, she was given one instruction with our horse: just go to the front and lead, and uh, keep running. And um, 100, 200 yards into the race, she's sitting one back, one out, like going, 
You're supposed to be leading, honey. Anyway, she's a great jockey, <laughs> but um, she got that one wrong. So just on that, Sean, this this was the horse that won it. Won it by an absolute streak. Um, yeah. Champ, champion Canuck, I think it's called. So we'll have to keep an eye on that because I always love to know <clears> the one that beat the one that was supposed to win, Sean. Yeah, that, that's yeah, all well, I know about racing. That's what I'll follow. Well, well, Kira Maher train. I did I did see that. Kira Maher and David Eustace train the winner and they obviously trained the Cox Plate winner, which was their first uh, Cox Plate. And um, they're uh, they're at the top of the game and they're, they're young guys and um, good luck to them. They, they, they've really built up a big stable of horses and... They're training a lot of winners, and who knows? Look, they may try train the winner of the Melbourne Cup next week, next Tuesday. Which, um, yeah, as I said, they're, they're only young guys. Uh, Kira Mars been in the industry for a long time. He's born and bred and grown up as a jumps jockey down in Warrnambool, and um, I think he trained his first Group One winner as a nineteen or twenty year old fifteen years ago. And um, yeah, he's now set up a Caulfield and. What a, what, a, what, a, what a dream, and uh, it's it's great owning horses, great racing horses, and, uh, you know, the last eight years I've done that with, uh, with a lot of good friends and, and good clients and good people and, 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 and good blokes. We've had a lot of fun, a lot of success, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep doing that. And, um, yeah, the last eight, nine months, it's, it, you know, 11 months, you know, I haven't been able to run any events, host events, been hard from a business point of view, um, but uh, you know I got a life lesson uh, 15 years ago from a very very successful businessman, and he sat down to give me a bit of mentoring, and and he said before we talk business, I'm going to talk to you about health. It's it's the most important thing in your life because if you're not healthy, it's going to affect you, of course, and it's going to affect everyone around you, and. He said, mate, just, uh, just you know, health's number one and, and this year's testament to that, that it's just all about health. And if we haven't got our health and, um, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're in the lucky country and we've now got on top of this um, virus. Uh, we've done it the hard way here in Victoria. But, uh, geez, you'd want to be living here right now and you probably want to live in you you'd want to be living here in the last few months rather than some some other uh, jurisdictions of the world. Um, Absolutely, yeah, we're pretty so lucky, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a great so, call. That's so a great call you made. Oh, sorry, Az. that's a great call you made. No, you're right, about the, the whole idea of the show, and it's great to have you on board, mate. And your knowledge and that sort of stuff, and information you're going to give us, and whatever we will be very, very um, insightful. But that's the main reason But when As and I first started talking about doing the show and doing the podcast. It's great to talk fat about footy, cricket, soccer, horse racing, whatever it is. But as you said, whether you're in a relationship, whatever, unless you're healthy physically and mentally, you can't do the next step. That's the first step. So, mate, yeah. fantastic words, mate. So, yeah, really good. Yeah, so we... Um... Let's let's just have a chat about what's coming up. Um, obviously, it was really disappointing um, in the last kind of round, which was Cox Plate. Am I correct in saying that? Um, that just happened. Um, look, it was really disappointing, but I think the right call was made um, in respect of no crowds there. Uh, look, it would have been great to have some crowds there, no doubt, um, but I think it was the right call at the time. The question is, is, let's just touch on crowds for a second. 
do you think it was would it be too early now to start bringing crowds in? I know there was an, an initial amount that they were trying to bring in for trainers and close connections. What's your yeah. thoughts, Sean? I, I would have thought we're uh, we've progressed a little bit to know what we're doing and should be doing socially. Yeah. Well, look, what well, we can, yeah, we look. Um, well, we understand the public understands. We all understand the, the importance of social distancing and the importance of the the. <laughs> situation and if you're crook stay at home and go get your testing and do all that so look we could get away with it but it's just small steps and i think that the concern the concern is is if we if we sort of try and take the big steps too quick um there is obviously a percentage and there's a small percentage of society and people that do the wrong thing and that's what in my opinion that's what we've got to protect against and unfortunately we're gonna we're gonna hold off and just wait a little bit longer, you know. Like, um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel for uh, anyone that's sort of lost someone in the last few months, or you know, at the moment, and you can only have small amount of people at funerals and services. And someone texted me before, and they're organising a, a service on Melbourne Cup Day for their uncle, and and um, you know, Dr. Bruce Reed from the Essendon Footy Club passed who's the doctor of my parents and, you know, he's, he's going to get buried next week and, you know, he deserves to be buried and have a wake of 10,000 at the Essendon Footy Club. But, you know, it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, so I would I, I would like to put that situation first and say, look, everyone can go and respect and put 100 or 200 people into a church or outdoors at a funeral. It, you know, forget about the spring carnival and people going to watching the races or the footy. Um, let's start and get that right first. Um, yeah, well, I think it's yeah. uh, it's time to time to set up a few marquees like we used to do back in the day, Sean, and uh, and sadly <laughs> and sadly, um, and might be like me would come in and just drink it, your drink. Funeral for a little while. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, it's the only way I we're going to get the people there. I can see the issue here. I can see Sean, as you said, Lovey. I can see Sean, and as would have been the marquee, and you and I would be the blokes coming in half cut and I'd say, sorry, boys, not in this party. You can go there. No, they, <laughs> let, they let me in, cuz. <laughs> they let me in, Glenn. I don't know about you, but they just they let yeah. me in. Don't you worry. Yeah. It's all good. You, you, were, you would have been a members only night for sure, cuz. You would have been left on the, left on the line. So um, <laughs> we've talked about that a couple of times. But look, tomorrow, let's, let's move forward to tomorrow. Um, What's that look like? Obviously, tonight we're right now as we're talking. There's races on Mooney Valley night races. Hang on, and let's just touch. Oh. Let's just. Well, how about with the tonight? I see. Absolutely. You, 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 I'll give you. It's nearly seven thirty. I'll give. I'll, while I'm saying mentioning this, I'll give Shawnee a little couple of minutes to go and find us one um, because we're going to. It's really important for our. Need to go anywhere. <laughs> right, for our, uh, our, uh, so what's been, our, so what's been happening, listeners? Um, well, fair to say, you didn't deliver on the first, Shawnee. So you, no, well, uh, they, they didn't get, they, they didn't know about that. Oh, that's okay. No, no, they did know about that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> our, our, li- our listeners, our listeners didn't. And then let me, ta- let me just touch on the. Uh, I think we got to the third, and and Cuz tips me his special for the night, um, no. which, which went backwards quickly. So. I don't, um, th- I don't let's, think I let's use just those let words. that one go for a second. No, be quiet, oh, cuz. No. I'm, right, just, just, remember I, I, just remember, I hold the mute button here, mate. So anytime, <laughs> uh, anytime you get a bit ahead of yourself. Um, oh, thank you. So, 
Shawnee, let's let's get over to you. Where are we up to for tonight? Let's just start with tonight. Okay, so, yeah, well, it's actually for I think for a lot of the uh, the racing industry people, they they they, they just are not happy that there's a race meeting on before Derby Day, Mooney Valley Friday night. Um, yeah, look, I think the punters the punters are sitting back, sitting on their lounge chair, doing a lot of form for tomorrow, um, and and can't wait. So look, it, it, look, we race every day of the of the of the week, and um, I think there's only two days a year we don't race. So, and just on that, uh, I, I want to I just want to mention how how good the racing industry has been and how well they've managed this to go th right through this COVID scenario and still running races every weekend. And that's yeah. not just the horses, that's the dogs, the harness, the whole shooting match. I think we had, I only heard of one kind of incident. Um, yep. and, and that was dealt with really quickly. And I just think it was an incredible result out of all the sports. And it just employs so many people. So I'd like to just hats off to the whole entire racing industry um, to, to be able to mm. pull that together. Yeah, I don't yeah. think people know, Sean. I don't think people who don't know the whole industry, as I just said, they think horse racing and Michael think horse racing and gambling. They make that connection. And, yes, that is a connection. But as, as you would know yourself, the impact when it's not on, you can't do your hosting your events, jockeys can't ride, strappers, trainers. The flow on is immense. And... You realise how much it actually means to the economy of the state, but not only the state, the nation as well. Yeah. Yeah, look, it, it, it's, you know, I guess the racing industry, a few other industries have proven that, you know, we probably could have pushed through in, in a lot of other industries as well through the last six or eight months. Um, but... Uh, well, I suppose, you know, I mean, also, we you know, know like not only racing, obviously, we know that NRL and AFL did a great job in their bubbles to get the season through, and netball, for that matter. So there's, you know, three kind of major sports that have done it in that bubble scenario. Some would say the racing scenario is the same, just in that <laughs> yeah. bubble kind of um, format. But I think um, I think they've done a great job to do it. So, Shawnee, we've got a couple of races left for tonight. Find us one. Um, we'll put it out to our <laughs> massive database, um, oh, and if nothing else, mate, you'll you'll put it in as a winner, and uh, hopefully we we can find one here, and then we'll talk about tomorrow. Not not for the kiddies. Race eight, number sixteen, just like mum. There you go. All the listeners like out mom. there. <laughs> here we go. Just right like mum. So. Uh, we're all on. Price. It, should, it should be about $9. Absolutely. And, uh, That's tonight. Now we can talk to Darby Speaking of a couple of great people, just a shout out to my mum to say g'day to my, my mum, Jan, and your mum, Jan, as well, Shawnee. Um, I know Correct. she's a superstar. And, and, you're and fair an to say your, Absolutely. And fair to say your mum and dad have uh, had a few trials and tribulations in the last 12 months. They've been on the couch for, oh. uh, for about, I don't know how many weeks, both with something broken or rebuilt on their legs and uh, I think that's an incredible effort to it was talk about make or break and they've been together a long time mate but geez that would have tested the, pa the patients sitting on the couch together in plaster for that period of time yeah well that that had an Achilles uh Achilles injury which um yeah is painful and, and 
you know, leg up in the moon boot for about 12 weeks and then mum went, took the dog for a walk and slipped over and fractured and dislocated her ankle and was in a moon boot for 13 weeks. So, and we couldn't go over and visit. That was the worst thing. We couldn't go over and visit and, um, yeah. Lucky they've been married for whatever it is, 45 years, 48 years. They knew each other pretty well and <laughs> they, they, they hadn't kicked each other out of home by... Um, this year, that, that was never going to happen. But uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, after tomorrow, and no doubt, like, is it likely that Glenn or Lovey would, would boys, would you have normally been at the races? What, what would, what would have been going on for you? Well, my my Facebook page, the photo of Jody and I, is from Derby Day four years ago. Right, you don't so look very happy. You just quietly, yeah. Obviously, you get no winners either. We might have had a few by that stage, mate. So we might, I think it was um, in Flinders Lane, one of the little bars in there. So we're heading home afterwards. Um, but look, Derby Day is possibly the um, it's a purest day. Like most people who who like to even not even bet on the race, like to go and watch the races. Derby Day is the best day. Like I know our neighbours up north in Sydney have now find a lot of money at the Everest and things like that. But Derby Day is still, for the, for the traditionalists, it's the sort of, it's the it's the gun day. Every race is a group race, four group ones. Absolutely. It's definitely um, a big day, for sure. And, and a good day, um, yeah. Shawnee, tell me, uh, other than the Derby, what's the race we're looking for tomorrow? What's what do you, what's your, what's the big the big other race that, that we should look at as a racing novice myself? Yeah, well, look, I was lucky enough with a good friend of mine, uh, Lucky, Lucky, the Lucky Leprechaun, Liam Allen. We we raced a horse a few years ago for Sayo and ran in the Derby. That was a thrill. Um, and this year's Derby is actually, you know, the favourites only had two race starts um, out of the Danny O'Brien stable. So this year's race, you know, the, the, the purists and all the, all the an analysts, and commentators are really downgrading this year's race is probably one of the wor worst um, potential derbies for a long period of time. Um, so it's it's probably not a, a stellar version of the derby, and, and it's probably not a race. The punters, oh mate, mate look, the, the, the punters, the punters will have a bet in every race, won't they? Um, and the Danny O'Brien horse, which is Young Werther, is 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 a, is a favourite and. A lot of the good judges are tipping has got the capacity to be to be a, a horse of the future. So it's it's probably the horse with Cherry Tortoni, or yeah, which is the second favourite. They're the two horses, in my opinion, are the standouts. But it's not the horse, not the race that I'm looking forward to. Um, the Empire Rose. I'm looking forward to the Empire Rose because I personally believe the best bet of the day is in that race, which is race five, number one, Mystic Journey. Now, she won the Australian Guineas 18 months ago and beat the boys. She's a mare. And on that particular occasion, she beat all the best uh, Colts and Geldings at Flemington over 1,600. And then she went and won the All-Star Mile that year. She's been racing, you know, she raced in the Cox Plate last year. She had an attempt at the Cox Plate and, and then... Um, this preparation, uh, she won her last start and beat a, beat a horse from WA 
um, and they beat the rest by about six lengths. So I think personally that's the best bet of the day. Um, but, you know, having four Group 1 races on Derby Day, and that's why it's a stellar day and, and um, a classic race day in, in, in the country and, and definitely probably one of two of the best race days we have here in Victoria with, with um, Caulfield Guineas Day. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, to have a runner on these days, which, as I said, I had a runner in the Derby. Um, I've had probably... Oh, I guess eight to ten runners, you know, through the Cup Carnival in the last five or six years. It's just a thrill. Like, it's great going to the races, going with the, the, the wife here, going with the friends, going with the mates, um, going with the owners. Um, you know, the, the beauty about living in Melbourne and what we've all missed this year is, is, is going to sport and going to the grand final, going to, even going to round 12, you know, going to the footy at the MCG and watching – the Pies versus Richmond, you know, you get 60,000, 70,000, going to the races and, you know, 110,000 normally gets the cup day and it's um, – we're spoiled. We're spoiled. I think that we, we – a lot of us appreciate the fact that uh, we've been spoiled and uh, I look forward to next year 100%. Like there's so many of my my good blokes and my race owners and, and friends, you know, like we'll, we'll – <laughs> We'll be getting ready for uh, Derby Day next year, like in April. Yep, absolutely. Um, Lovey, have you, have you found one tomorrow? Yeah, well, our uh, our punters club's off to a rough start, thanks to Bobsled for this weekend. That's, um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the Jamie Carr. There was nothing wrong with Bobsled. Jamie <laughs> <laughs> ordered it. Yeah. Well, that's us tell you what, it was... Poor Bobsled. I could hear it neighing like a donkey from, in, from Ringwood. Um, so... Oh yeah, uh, there's two that our punters club are pretty keen on, and yep. Sean, I want to run them by you just in case we're completely alone. Oh, it doesn't sound like it. So Mystic Journey was one of them. Uh, we're going straight on the nose with that one. Um, chips in, all chips in with Mystic Journey, uh, and we're going each way. It was in the Coolmore um, on a sprinter called Glenfiddich. Um, what a great oh, horse! Sorry, what was that, Sean? Peter Moody trained, yep. Genius. Yep, that's right. So he's at 15s at the moment. We reckon in each way he might get us a little bit of coin. I think we think that um, he might uh, bobble up at the end of that one. So they were the two that we're going to take in. We're actually, uh, and to your point, Sean, we've actually been told by a couple of our own people in the in the industry, don't touch Derby. Don't touch the Derby. Yeah. It was uh, it was quite, um, we might throw Werther in as part of a, a multi, but, um, yeah, it was quite weird hearing that. And I guess on the other one, Aaron, my favourite, Derby Day is my favourite day. Um, and 2002 Derby, I actually cannot even remember who won that day. I should, but I can't. Um, the best part about that day was I was invited on the inside and we had the glorious, we had the glorious Just Jeans tent, the Bundy tent and the Domino's Pizza tent all around us at Colonial First State and just, it was like a free fall. It was great. It was brilliant. Perfect day. And you were still expected to uh, behave accordingly. So um, it's a very special day, that one. Yeah, well, they, it's interesting comment, uh, behave accordingly. It's, yeah. it's probably going to get a new lease of life um, at the <laughs> moment with people, people getting out doing all sorts of things they shouldn't do. But I hope yep. we can get to the next carnival next year and uh, and enjoy a few beers and everyone actually gets to enjoy it. And, uh, and look, 
Uh, yeah. We've got to get through another winter before then, but I think uh, we'll put ourselves in a good place if we're. Smart I'm looking. I actually think. Yeah, sorry, mate. I, I'm actually thinking yeah. um, Boxing Day at Caulfield's always a good day too. That'd be nice. Or Mornington on Boxing Day. Either of those two race meets are always fantastic on Boxing Day. So yeah. if we can get to having some crowds for Boxing Day, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, I think um, that'll be definitely um, regional races. That That's an exciting prospect mm. for a few people to be able to get up there and get amongst it. And, Glenn, just touch on quickly, uh, you told me an interesting story you heard on the radio from one one punter that decided he was going to uh, make a little trip up the bush from a lake and cross the border. What? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was, that was an interesting, interesting get during the week. Where was that, Glenn? Oh, um, he, I think he was Donga and he tried to sneak over to Orbit of a bed or something. And, and and I think common sense goes out the window, sort of thing, when someone gets a good, the good mail. And obviously, with Donga and Orbit, as you know, Border Towns work yeah, together. And the bloke might have said something to them. What are you heading off for, mate? And he goes, I oh, just it sort of work. And the bloke said, Oh, okay, yeah. what are you doing? What, <laughs> he, didn't have, he didn't have a lot for it. He, he basically yeah. basically said, I'll oh, just go on over and I'll be coming back. So he goes, no, mate, you can't go. And I think like we all do when you get in that situation and try to bring him into it or whatever, but it didn't yep. quite pan out. We'll, we'll take we'll keep talking for a little bit because I know Lovey's uh, got he's sort of on borrowed time today, so I appreciate Lovey coming on and having a chat to us. So, Lovey, Let's just, I quickly want to get a cup tip off you because I know we're not going to get to that um, before probably you get to take off. So what have you found? Um, and it doesn't have to be the cup necessarily, but what's the, what have you, what do you like during the day? Have you found anything so far? How, how is it? Uh, I, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm still trying to, I always actually like punting on the McKinnon rather than the Melbourne. And the McKinnon stakes for me is a really good one. Um, Melbourne Cup, geez, the Cox Plate form from Sue Ravelot was good, but it's got to rain a bit, doesn't it? So I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty open – Melbourne Cup's always an open field. Derby Day, you sort of can normally whittle it down to four or five, but um, Melbourne Cup's always an open open market. And the weather – I don't know what the weather's meant to be like over the next four days, but um, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. So, so too early um, to call? Uh, I would think so. I would think so, being the being – the, the the highly informed amateur punter that I am. <laughs> he really um, sat on the fence for us there. He really sat on the fence for us there, Lovey. Come on, mate. Give yeah, me, no, no, me, no. Oh, uh, give me one. No, no, uh, give me I'll, one you're thinking of. Uh, you know, uh, you know what? Let it piss down and get Sir Regalot over the line. Then, if that's the case, it's, uh, let's All go right. to Cox and um, Melbourne Cup double. Uh, it was Helenus that won the Derby back in 2002. I looked it up, and I should have known that. Yes, because it, it paid for the rest of my night out that night. So. Um, <laughs> All, all, all fun and all, all, all fair, uh, war and all uh, fair and uh, dandy. But we're going to be pretty sober this year, unfortunately. That's a shame. Yeah, we well, can always. Have I usually a do. Of I usually do some. Own. I usually do some of my best punting when I've at least had a few. I just go, well, there you go. I get up. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let me let me bring up the disclaimer now that gamble responsibly. We can't have a racing show without mentioning that. So, uh, as, Glenn, can I say to you for a second? Who have you got? Absolutely. Well, I was just going to... 
Sean, for a second. Traditionally, obviously, the McKinnis now is now run on the carnival. It used to be like the sort of used to be on the used to be on the on tomorrow. But a lot of people said that would be dodgy because it became like a five hundred thousand dollars trial for the Melbourne Cup. Bart Cummings was famous for putting horses in the McKinnon just to get them used to Flemington and whatever, and get them ready for the um. The big game, the big dance on Tuesday, and then obviously caught the Corsair Cup was always a pretty good guide. I, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen the final fields, but I, I like Finch's run in the Caulfield Cup. Waller's horse, yeah, big. Um, Damien Lane, very good jockey. Ice cold, they call, they call him Frosty, and because they reckon very focused individual. And I think it was ice probably man. three or four wide. The, yeah, the Ice Man, three or four wide the whole way. Look. A lot of things to go right, and there's 24 horses running around. But if it gets a good run, I think it'd be a good each way chance. But I, I think one of the internationals will win it. It just depends which one it is, because they, because they definitely target our race now, which I think is a good thing. That that right, you, you've, sat the on, you've, you've sat on no, the fence too, Cuz. Just give me one, Finch. mate. Right, he's, got, he's got more splinters. He's got more splinters in his back tire than I have. Fair income. That's all right. I'm writing them down. Let's see who let's see who comes good. It's a good day today. <laughs> good day today. Lovey, well, I really moment, appreciate your time, the mate. The racing... I know you've got to take off. Yeah, I've got to head off, guys. Uh, Sean, great to meet you, mate. Congratulations on the on the work you're doing in the background there, and um, yeah, have a great have a great uh, weekend with all your horses and all your interests, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you have a great. Have a great have a great weekend with your family, most importantly. And to the other two boys, we'll I'll catch up with you at the next potty, if not earlier. I'll see you later, guys. Look, look forward to it. Cheers, lovey. See you, mate. All right. Then uh, four becomes three. Yeah, uh, it would have been good to have lovey up longer, but that's okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, he's, he's he's let the grenade go and then ran off. So it was well done, well played. Um, Sean, your thoughts on the cup? Did we did we cover that? We didn't. No, well, um, Glenn uh, Finch Finch is uh, a horse that ran in the cup last year and was second or third favourite. And yep. I actually backed it in the cup, um, beaten probably only two lengths. There was obviously a photo finish of four horses. Not I think it was yet. fifth or sixth, beaten two lengths. You're right, Caulfield Cup. It was three, four deep the trip. He went forward. 800 from home, it was still there. So it's going to run the distance. Flemington, it's performed well there. Um, probably well-weighted because just the horse just hasn't been able to get the line and, 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 and win many races since it's been in Australia. Um, but it's probably one of, I reckon, there's eight or nine horses really in the same bracket. Um, so it, it, it right at the moment, and I had a good look at the cup field yesterday, um, I got a tipping comp with the with the good bloke society, and on 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 Tuesday, um, part of the entry fee, we're going to toss a heap of it and take a first four in the Melbourne Cup. Now, if you can get the first four in the Melbourne Cup, it, 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 the four, four favourites well. will pay fifteen to twenty thousand. So you just need a a bit of a split. You need a couple of odds to sort of jump in there, and, and it's a sixty thousand dollar result. So. I started looking yesterday, and I'm like, "Wow, we it's it's um, last last year. I, I reckon I, I, I whittled it down to about 15 horses, and I sort of got rid of 
what's that, nine horses because of 24-horse field and, and just looked at looked at the field and I thought there's probably 10 horses I could make a case for and think that, you know, based on what I've seen with their form in Australia and from the Caulfield Cup and past experience, you, you've got to throw them into that first four mix um, and, and the first four mix is not going to be far away from winning the race. So, look, I, I, I'd, I'd love to see... Surprise baby win the race. Like yeah. Paul Pruska been training, country trainer, regional, um, just a just a horseman, um, great horseman. Uh, they purchased the horse for six thousand dollars and ran an enormous race last year and he set it for this race. It's everything's been about this race. It'd be a it'd be a Michelle Payne type of story, homebred, um, trainer you know like it's just it'd be fantastic you know with all these internationals because they it is hard to beat them it is very very hard to beat them like the horse that ran second in the Caulfield Cup I think it's Anthony Van Dyke uh he's the horse to beat in my opinion um yep yeah Anthony he's, Van Dyke. he's he's run at Caulfield for the first time seeing Caulfield which can of its Vagrancies is that was a huge run, like wide, not ideal for the conditions, whatever. Carried weight, and top to, weight, yeah, carried massive. weight, top weight to, to get as close as it did was huge. It was huge, but that said, yeah, that's looking that's... at that. Look, looking at the replay of the Bendigo Cup from the other day, I brought um, Brian's horse in that as well, same sort of thing. Pondus, yeah. Pond, weight wide. Fortunately, a horse broke down in the race that hindered it as well and got beaten by a, a bee's dick on the line as well. So, as you said, you look at a horse, you look at a field of 24, there's probably, as you said, eight to nine, you think, not nah, they can't make it. But then you can make a case, if not winning it, at least to run a pace for the other 14 or 15. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, look, it'd be great to be there, and um, it was like I've I've watched a lot of Melbourne Cups from the race course itself. I've been there a lot, yep. especially the last eight ten years, and um, the Michelle Payne one was was amazing. Um, you know that was great for 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 racing, and and uh, you know it was great for women in sport, and uh, you know it's been it's been great the last five years how how women in sport how it's been developed and you know women coming in and playing AFL and you know women women uh, winning the the Melbourne Cup and I spoke about Jamie Carr I do I do rate her she's a fantastic jockey she just didn't do a good job on Bob Sled tonight but she's a great jockey and she she stands <laughs> a very very good chance winning the Melbourne Cup on Prince Aaron he. he the horse have been out here last two years and ran enormous, um, beaten in a photo last year, and I think the year before ran third, and and we've seen that with uh, Red, I think it was Red Cardinal, or uh, no, it wasn't Red, Red Cup, Cardinal, yeah. but um, no, um, uh, Red Cardo, wasn't it? What's it? Yeah. Red Cardo, yes. anyway, come out and yeah, Red third Red and Red second Red. three years in a row. Um, but it's funny you mention about yeah, so. Look, it's the race that stops the nation. It, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a good time to be a punter and a horse owner and and uh, to have your eyes fixed on the TV. The next uh, four out of the next 
seven days, you know, with Derby Day tomorrow and then Cup Day and then and Ladies Day, Oaks Day, fantastic Oaks Day, love Oaks Day, Thursday. I'll be down the Squires Loft in Cheltenham having lunch down there watching the Oaks on the big screen and um, can't be at the races, so we'll get out and about, we'll get down, we'll dine and uh, and then Stakes Day, the final day, which the McKinnon, so love him, he likes the McKinnon, the McKinnon Stakes Group 1, I think, uh, now they have two or three group ones on the on the on the final day. Not so yeah, not, so, not so much of a, a money winning perspective, Sean. What was your most memorable day at the races, or say during the spring carnival? What was the day you just thought, what a magic day? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because the one of my most treasured memories is is a. It, 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 it probably should be a movie, to be honest. Um, I won a race down at Tassie this year. I won the Tassie Derby with a horse called Vamos Rafa. Um, yep. And we sent the horse down there because we just uh, felt that uh, the horse didn't have the ability to probably be winning races here in Victoria. And we sent it down there and thought, you know what, if it's going to win a race or win one down in, in Tassie, um and you know, five months after we sent it down there, it won the Tassie Derby, and 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 it was it was you know like the horse was fifteen to one, and it was a favourite that looked like you know dollar sixty pop. It was it, you know you don't expect to win, and it was a hundred and fifty thousand dollar listed race. It was it was so um such a thrill, but unfortunately that horse. Six eight weeks after the race, um, copped a, um, a disqualification for a positive swab to a meloxicom, which is an anti-inflammatory, which the horse had had in the lead up to the race. And um, within racing regulations, but the horse still had it in the system when it raced on that day. And the rules of racing states that. Uh, can't be that. And, uh, we lost the race. So, you know, I've got the picture and we had the thrill of winning and unfortunately we didn't get the prize money. And um, so that, and, and that's, that's, that's racing. It's just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a hard caper. It's a hard caper as an owner or a trainer or a jockey. Um, there's, there's not a lot of highs. There's a lot of lows, but um, I'm sure anyone watching or anyone that's uh can appreciate being an owner and a punter and it's when it's in the blood it's in the blood and look it's um I, I love it and uh it's been a thrill and i've met some really good people through it i've met a lot of really close friends and uh um good blokes and uh, good people through uh horse racing that's for sure i'll touch on that in two seconds sean we'll, we won't take too much more of your time i think you've been great and thank you for doing it on a friday night before the races uh, i just wanted to flash our mind back to a great memory mate we shared we didn't necessarily share it together mate but i was part of the kind of lead up of what we what we were going to do and if it happened we were going to do something special and when it did happen um it was probably one of the most iconic moments in racing that i've seen and been involved in and i flash back to 2002 uh, mm -hmm. melbourne cup with um, with a with a fantastic moment in the end for, for adversity out of such tragedy from before, but um, I flash back to media puzzle with Damien Oliver. Can you just give us a little bit of your, your memory from that, Sean, and what it really meant to you? And and I know you've been close to Damien over time and had had some involvement um, 
we even recorded a DVD of that kind of uh, moment that, that was part of the memorabilia piece. Um, mm. It was a really special time, and, and I really look back on that um, nearly 20 years ago now, and hopefully we can mm. celebrate that in a couple of years' time. Um, but what, what did that mean to you, and, and when you reflect back on all your time in racing now, have you seen anything that's touched you as much as that? Uh, you're right, actually. Yeah, I sort of spoke about Michelle Payne and... Yeah, 2002, so nearly nearly 20 years ago. And, um, yeah, at that time we were, yeah, plodding away and um, running a business that uh, was was um, – we did memorabilia, sports memorabilia, and, and obviously had the racing passion and running marquees out at uh, Flemington in the birdcage. And I do remember 100% I, re I remember being in that marquee. I remember being with people. And the lead up when 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 Ollie lost his brother, um, you know, within a week of that Melbourne Cup, uh, you know, like you just you just felt for him, you felt for the situation. And then when he decided to ride, and the and the horse won, and and the um, Greg Miles' his, his commentary, um, he's doing it for the spirit of Jason. It, it look. Yeah, if you're feeling down and you, you, you're just sort of you're not sure where you're heading or you're just having a bad day, sort of, yeah, go and watch YouTube and bring that end of that race up and listen to that call and, and, and you know, Damien grabs the whip and he kisses it and he looks in the sky and hides it up, holds it up and um, that's inspirational. That, that's as inspirational sporting moment I think there's, there's probably ever been, you know, like really in Australia and, and who knows in the world. Um, well, there's one thing just on that, Sean. We... A week after you lose your brother and he, he's passed and he, he wrote his, wore his breeches and, uh, yeah, look, what, what a, what a, what an inspiration and, um, it was meant to be, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, it was a pretty special time, that's for sure. Um, it was amazing. great to, uh, when you look back, who would have thought it was 20 years? So it's amazing how, how fresh that memory, but I still got the little tingles in the back of my head when I thought of that moment, you know, and that looking up mm. and what it meant. It was a really emotional time for a lot of people, but every I think the whole country was on his back that day to to help him oh, ride that home. So yeah, it was, was absolutely up. incredible. And not only for that, I mean for Dermot Weld and the whole connections, it was just huge at the time. So it was um, it was really good to be able to treasure that with a piece. And I'm sure there's a few people that have got that memorabilia piece out there, Shawnee, from 20 years ago, mm. and I remember it being a, a cracking uh, piece that we put together. So I'm sure uh, someone's probably looking at it on their wall saying, just how good was this moment? Especially this time of year, you start to look at that sort of stuff. So um, I just want to quickly touch on uh, what you're doing now, Sean, and I know your banners at the back, the Good Bloke Society. Um, it's a it's a great, uh, great logo, great idea. I, I think so relevant in today's world um, where we can get connections like this and, a big group of blokes together at a function. Um, sadly, we can't do that right at the moment, but we can do that still virtually. Um, yeah. And to be to have some of these moments, and and I can see little Pumper there right in the middle. Um, obviously, uh, this time of year, you guys would have been having all the sorts of functions in relation to uh, to racing. Um, and the Great Dipper is obviously part of yours, Steve Heavey, as well as founding members, including yourself, Sean of. Uh, the Good Bike Society, and what's what's it meant for you um, to put this put this program together? 
Um, and I, I'm sure it gives you a lot of enjoyment uh, to connect to, to connect blokes that are good blokes. What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, funny enough, it started five years ago as a bit of a sort of um, almost like a glorified punters club. And uh, myself and Steve and Dipper had lunch, and we said, "Look, let's put together, a, you know, the boys, a couple of our sort of more probably corporate guys that, you know, that can." avail time on a Friday, go out for lunch. We can do a bit of networking, a uh, bit of business, and we can race a few horses and sort of, you know, um, have a bit of fun, tell some stories. And it evolved from there. And for three years, we sort of slowly built, slowly built, and we we, we put some bylaws together and we had a bit of fun with that. Um, and, yeah, we created the brand and the logo and, and um it wasn't until about two years ago when we started to really start talking about and opening up and obviously mental health become a you know, more prominent and uh, more important in society. We had guys going through different journeys and challenges and we, we, we started getting guest speakers in and, and um, yeah, look, I, I just I just saw that there was more need for a men's support and network um and yeah we've sort of just um grown rapidly the last 18 months and then this year's obviously you know brought it to the fore really um you know launched into sydney last september and then brisbane this february and and uh you know we're start, starting to really develop a strong base got members in tassie davenport um mount gambia um gold coast uh, Mildura, um, you know, so, yeah, it, it, it is. It's all about men supporting each other just and getting the balance right of, of having a good time, being social, going to the races, having a few beers, having a punt, carrying on, waking up with hangovers. That's that's all a big part of it. And, um, you know, everyone's in business, everyone's working, everyone's, you know, paying bills and, Looking after kids and 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 uh, we want to support that as much as possible. And you know, if someone needs a, someone to do the lawns, well, have we got a lawnmower in the gardener in the group. Well, let's 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 give them the work. And then um, yeah, the wellness side, the health is just you know we spoke about that earlier. How important health is, and um, you know, we had one of the guys, one of the team, develop a throat cancer eighteen months ago, and. You know, I had to go through the chemo and go through treatment and go through the, the mental hardship of thinking, am I going to survive this or not? Like, what's going to happen to me? Um, you know, his body changes, everything changes. and But one of the things he, he did gravitate to and he, 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 he did really appreciate and thank, you know, we've got a WhatsApp group and every Tuesday we'd, get the boxing gloves, those little red boxing gloves in the WhatsApp group and we just sort of Tuesday morning, Any, you know, someone might wake up at 6.30, they just hit the, the boxing gloves and then a, a, a chain reaction would go off. And, um, you know, by 10 o'clock you'd have 60 boxing gloves saying, mate, we're behind you, we're with you, we've got your back, have a good day, mate, get your treatment done, you, you'll be bouncing out of this um, before you know it. And, you know, good on Hainsey, he, uh, he was back and he's more he's, – He's healthier than ever, you know. Like he, he beat it, and and um, that's um, that's a big part of the Good Bloke Society, mate. 
Yeah, I think um, mate, that's that's a fantastic story of, of just a little snippet of what you know what good bloke society's really meant, and just just to be able to connect like that, to connect connect that many people, um, and it's something as simple as a little emoji flicked out to all those guys to show a, a chain of support. I, th- I think that's brilliant, Sean. I'd I love to hear that. So I just want to have a quick shout out to someone you're also aligned with uh, from a charity point of view um, at Good Bloke Society with outside the locker room and um, and Jake Edwards. And and I think I'd lo- we'd love to get Jake on in the next month or so. I know he's uh, secretly busy at the moment, but I'd love to, um, I'd love to be able to, be able to have a chat to him and um, and talk about his his experience because um, uh, he's he's a great great human being, man. Got so much to give. So I look forward to uh, being able to talk to him. So just a quick shout out to to uh, outside the locker room doing some great things in mental health um, yeah. and awareness and with kids as well. Um, so just wanted a quick touch out touch to that. So Sean, I just want to finish with you with uh, what you've got coming up, um, which at this point is a is it going to be a virtual virtual event, or it's at this point it's it's going to be a physical event, right? Coming uh, in de- in December, there a walk and talk event. What can yeah, you mate. About look, that? Yeah, look. Obviously, you know, like the last five, six, eight, nine years through racing, and now through the Good Blokes Society, I've been running events. I've been I've been hosting five hundred people at the MCG and putting Sammy Kekovic up on stage, and then letting him tell all his his gags and getting Andrew Johns and Matty Richardson and Brad Hodge and and um, and entertaining, you know, like um, a, a bunch of clients and a bunch of um, good people and uh, I haven't been able to do it now for 11, 12 months. Uh, that's my business. It's a big part of it. So, you know, I've decided and I've been inspired by a lot of other people out there that are doing sort of similar stuff and, and, um, and uh, so I decided that, you know what, the health side of it's important, mate. Mate, maybe I can I can go and do a walk, and so I decided and come up with a good blokes walk for twenty four. So myself and Dipper, um, Steve Heavy, we're going to walk for twenty four hours from midday Thursday, December the tenth. I'm going to take off. Um, we're probably going to start at Albert Park Lake, and we're going to take off and we do a few circles Albert Park Lake, get a few of our members to come and walk with us. We're going to walk for twenty four hours. We're going to put a GoFundMe page up. We're going to, you know, um, raise a bit of noise. We're going to be on SEN and uh, we're going to try and get a, a bit of money raised for outside the locker room and also um, Resin, which is Regional Education Support Network, which is a, a program of young kids who are giving their time for free to young you know, year 11, year 12 students that are behind the eight ball and are struggling with their struggling with their schooling and they've got, you know, obviously parents that can't afford the extra tutorage. So these young kids started this program to say, look, you know, we're fortunate. We, we, we did go, you know, leave regional and we went into the city and, 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 and passed and did well. And so they started this program and, um, yeah, so we're going to help them. Um, and we're just going to bring all our little community together and just just walk. Um, why 24 hours? I don't know. To be honest, I just thought might as well push myself a little bit. And I'm past running and doing uh, marathons and uh, anything silly like that. So I just thought, well, yeah, let's walk for 24 hours. And yeah, so anyone 
follows good bloke society on Instagram or Facebook or probably myself, um, you know, the week after grand final, I've, I'll be posting a lot of videos and, and uh, photos and all sorts of things for a few weeks until December the 10th and 12th. And then the week after that at the George on Collins in the city, we're going to run a heap of little lunches just to celebrate that and raise some more money. Sounds great, mate. I look forward to seeing that all happen and un unfold. Um, it'll be great to see. Get out, might so get out there and there. Toot. You want to go for a walk? December, it's going to be hot. Hopefully, might get out there and uh, and toot, toot the toot the horn and flash a few lights on the in the middle of the night when you're out there walking 24 hours, mate. It's great to have you. Thanks for coming on, Shawnee. Really appreciate it, mate. Yeah, um, thanks, we'll you mate. Up soon, back, mate. Pleasure, mate. Good luck with it, mate. Obviously, I've been following and uh, we spoke a few months ago again and, and uh, yeah, I guess that these times have proven that um, that uh, we just – you need to get around people. You need, to, you need to open up. We men need to talk. We need to open up. Um, you know, this year's been tough. Sometimes you wake up and you don't want to get out of bed um, and – you need people to talk to, you know, and, and, and we men don't do it easily um, and and that's a big reason why I'm really passionate about the Good Bloke Society and just, uh, yeah, keep finding good men and good blokes to um, put together and, and, and help as much as we can and live the life of, um, you know, live that journey of life together. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Look forward to it, Johnny. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Thanks for coming Sean. on. See you, mate. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Just us, cuz we won't uh, we won't take too much time, mate. But it was great to have Sean on. Some good insights in there in racing, and he's doing some great things. And and I think the great takeaway from that too is is uh, Sean and his group are you know really love that giving back component and working with uh, different charities and um, and really making that an important part of life. Oh, as he said, he came on tonight as a racing guest on a spring carnival sort of talk. But as you and I said many times on this podcast, the most things that he spoke about tonight was people talking, looking after each other, getting your mental, physical health well. Once you get that right, yep. other things will take care of itself. So, mate, great to have him on board. Absolutely. And also uh, just wanted to touch on the fact that we're uh, officially almost over. We've got one, what, two, one more day to go. Um, we'll notch up a couple more Ks tomorrow. Uh, to finish this off, really? but we've uh, we've done a great job to achieve our target, no doubt. Um, I'm just trying to find here a little bit here. So, 1,690 bucks we've raised, which is a fantastic effort. We put together a 1,500 dollar goal originally, and to yep. raise 1,600 bucks or 16, nearly 1,700 bucks is a fantastic effort from us, um, you, me, and Berkey. So. Um, I, as I said, I, we initially started with maybe it's a round figure of 100Ks. Um, we checked that off in about the 14th or 15th and uh, we put it out to the people and they gave a few more bucks and we uh, we upped the ante and ran and walked to 100Ks. So Berkey uh, ran about 140-odd Ks, so fantastic effort from Berkey. And Glenn, I know you shared a lot of those Ks with me, mate. So um, it was great great to be uh, be able to do this. So just moving on very quickly to what we're going to do next. Um, and I know we've touched on this for, uh, before, but I, I just want to give us a quick pump as well um, with the Pat Cronin Foundation, the Be, Be Wise Walk to Anywhere Week. Um, you've got a whole week to do it, um, and that week starts 
um, in a week's time. I'm pretty sure the date is just double checking. So, um, eighth and eighth of November. I think it's eighth to the fourteenth. I think it is, um, or f- might be fifty eighth. We better get that right because we're about to do it. So um, yep. let's not go missing that date. Um, <laughs> and we had uh, we had well, Matt Cronin on a week or so ago, and um, know the family family well. And sadly, we we lost uh, Pat to a coward punch, and hopefully that can never happen again. So um, this was this was a couple of years ago. Um, we'd love to be able to do this again. And now our aim was to try and get Richmond supporters on board to support the charity that Pat, uh, the, sorry, the charity, the football team that uh, he loved so much and got him a premiership. Um, and we touched on this point before um, that a wise person speaks with his actions, second with his mouth. So that's, it was such a really important part um, and take away from the conversation we had the other day. Um, so you're right. Uh, we do need to talk. Um, people do need to talk. And this is the point of why we got on this show um, to have a chat um, and you never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. We've got this as an audio podcast as well now, so people can just go for a walk or a drive or you don't have to be watching and just have a listen because you never know. Um, we are like you. We are like you. We're, we're not We're not invincible just because we're doing this. We're out of our comfort zone. We're having some fun. We're having a chat and a bit of a laugh, and I think that's the most important part is you open up, you have a chat to someone, and hopefully – we can all help each other. That's the point I wanted to make. So, Glenn, just your final words, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, look, that's the thing, mate. Let's. It, it, it seems like a simple concept, but at times, especially our gender, the blokes, and our sort of wheelhouse, that forty to fifty year old sort of age group, we don't like to talk about things. And I think the the, the most common denominator with all the people we've had on on the show so far is. We've brought them on as a, a musical artist, sports person, media personality. But once you start speaking to them, the things that you and I, Berkey, struggle with, they're struggling with the same things or they see the same things as an issue. So that's a good thing. And as that, that quote that came up from Matt Cronin, from the Pat Cronin Foundation, about, like to paraphrase, actions speak far louder than words. So let's... Let's not talk. Let's 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 do things. That, let's talk, but then follow the talk up with action. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, just a quick mention of what we got coming up on Sunday, which is another um, video um, podcast. It's Sunday, five o'clock p.m. with a super talented muso, um, and not just a super talented muso, but a super talented artist. He's multi-faceted, uh, so we'll talk. Can't wait to talk about that. A good um, friend of a friend. Uh, Damon Smith. So I look forward to having a chat to him. So just a quick pump, put it in the diary, Sunday, five o'clock. Glenn, you and I will see each other before then, hopefully. But if not, worst case, we're going to see each other online uh, on Sunday (laughs) afternoon. So get ready. Enjoy your your, um, both Derby Day, Cup Day, and hopefully you can back a winner. So good luck, mate. Catch you soon. You you too, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers, bud.